summer ten is a winter nine. How to art? Welcome to How to Art, the podcast for uh, dream chasers and people wanting to make some sort of creative pursuit a little bigger part of their lives. Maybe that's drawing. Maybe that's singing. Maybe that's uh, peeing snow designs as the winter comes. Who knows? But it is not genocide. Remember that. It's not that. And now we're going to (laughs) go solid intro. Uh, Let's go ahead now and jump into we're in episode three. And we've got a couple things going on today, and a special thing, uh, which is uh, we have an interview uh, with a videographer, photographer, friend of ours uh, named Adam, or Adam Flambo on Instagram. And I'm going to throw you guys over to that now, which we recorded the other day, and then we'll continue here talking about uh, music. Let's get uh, started then. Uh, So... I am here today with uh, Adam Flambo. Where's, yeah. where's, the, where's the name come from? Let, let people know a little bit about uh, how you came to be the creative persona you are now and uh, who you are, what you, what you do. Yeah, my name is Adam, uh, but my uh, creative name is uh, Flambo. Oh. Um, I picked that name. I like uh, this idea of like picking your own name, you know, mm-hmm. when you're... I think all artists, you know, strive for making like their own, building their own self, you know, um, with what they want to like, you know, show to the world and uh, what ideas they want to cultivate, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, for me, it is it's important to have like an own name and not just go with like Adam Eskilsson, which is my like Swedish so you wanted to create something from from scratch that yeah like mm-hmm. and flambo it came from like flamboyant and that's that whole thing i was like just messing around with friends like joking about mm. me, me being flamboyant because i always been a guy that's uh paid attention to you know like aesthetics and uh, uh keeping everything like oh like shiny and good looking you know so um yeah that name came nat- natural to me like flambo now oh. I like it because it like puts like you know it's like it, like catalyst is like empowering that uh, side of me like to uh, be a bit like fully embrace it's it. called mundane no no mundane is like average. boring yeah. yeah I mean to be a bit you know spicy uh. and like you know put it put out edgy content without feeling like oh it's too hipster or whatever yeah know? you kind of create you're creating that brand and that style yeah anyways like, you give yourself it is acceptance what it is, yeah Hmm? And uh, that brand, what have you been creating, outputting? What do you do exactly? Um, at I the know, mo- but they don't know. At the moment, I'm doing uh, photography and uh, videography. Video, yeah. Not like videography, more like cinematography. It's okay. Uh, would have like cinema, cinematic uh, touch to it. Hmm? Um, that's what I'm doing now. I come from a music background. Yes, this this I know. Are you still so for for some context? Um, when Adam and I first met and we were hanging out, uh, you were much more engaged in in music and producing music and uh, creating some things, even going into soundtracks a little bit. You were just kind of getting started, or even before, where you really like uh, picked up a professional camera and and started yeah. doing that stuff. What was 
what was one of the reasons that you um, maybe changed over a focus from music to more visuals now and you're doing videos and, and pictures? <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, I think for me, music, I've been like all over the place with music. Uh, I've been in a reggae band. I've been uh, had when I was like 15 to 18, I had like a rock face when I was like only in my room, mm -hmm. like play strumming out power chords and you know want to be like acdc guy and yeah. um, then when i was like in my early 20s i wanted to be in the club scene of stockholm like doing house dj like techno dj but um, that thing was like not so uh what's it called like congruent to me and mm. um you know after a while i was like yeah i really love music and i, I like listening to it and creating it but i felt like to move in uh, to make that professionally uh, maybe wasn't gonna be my thing at this moment because i felt like i'm all over the place you know and i understood i've really uh, since a young age understood that you have to like really you have to be versatile sure but mm. to work as a music artist you have to be like very have a niche you mm -hmm. have to have a specific crowd because if you go out of that niche you lose your like core followers you know and i feel with the visuals i can well one thing i can pro with the visuals i can provide value much okay. more to other people like sure they can love me my music but mm. uh, with visuals like it's about them you know it's like 100% about them when i do music maybe they can relate to it when I but when I do like video for someone, it's like hundred percent there about them, you know. Mm. So it's easier to turn that into money as well because okay. they have to, they have to have me, you know. In music, they can like, like ta take this artist instead or like, uh, let's listen to this music instead, and you know, with ranking on sites and everything. But with video, it's like, oh yeah, I have to have this photographer. Because without okay. him, it's not going to be anything. Alert going off on Twitch, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> turn, turn the speakers off, but not the, uh, not the headphones. I'm giving your mic just a little boost here. I want to try and sit just a little closer to it. That's okay. Alright. Hey, anywho. Back at it right now. So... Uh, are you still, I noticed since you talked about having a lot of kind of, uh, cinematic elements in, um, in the videos you make. Yeah. And I've seen them on, if you guys, it's, uh, at Adam underscore Flambo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, so you guys can, can see what he's up to and IGTV, you have some Absolutely. longer form things yeah. there. But one, one thing I've noticed, um, <laughs> I see the live chat. Petra soundtrack on point. Yeah, sorry for the alerts going off. <laughs> um, one thing I, I've noticed, you do still have music uh, in them, like, you know, to set the mood for a clip or a different montage. Are you making the music that you... Uh, are you still making the music that's used as, like, you know, background for your uh, videos that are documenting some of the things you've, you've done recently? Or yeah. do you get that music from other places? Sometimes from other places, but uh, a lot of content uh, has original uh, sounds of myself. Mm -hmm. um, that's true. Like I, that's with yeah, that's a good one because that's how I've transitioned into video. But I'm right. like, 
still like a full-on artist. But yeah. it's just like I've like an artist now. I've accepted it to be. Uh, I'm like fluent. Like I'm between visuals and sounds and like. I don't uh, use my voice, but maybe yeah. I do like poetry or something in the future. Uh. Like I keep it like in all. Because I noticed that that was that making the that the the music has has been a little bit of a bridge between what you were focusing on before and what you're focusing on now. And that even yeah. when you just got started and you were making some videos, some of the first videos were kind of cinematic. Um, not music videos, but like kind of mini music videos of like clips where you would show yourself making something, uh, recording something in the bedroom, making a beat or something, and you would make yeah. a video out of that. Uh, I think there were some early things like that that yeah. you were that you were making. So I can Do- see it being kind of a connection. Documenting the process. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the Gary V <laughs> method. Speaking of um, of say the more entrepreneurship side of this. I want to, we kind of have a little bit of context about uh, who you are and, and, and what you're up to. Yeah. Um, as far as but main focus, making making visuals right now. One thing I wanted to ask to make this kind of like useful for a lot of people and people who are making different kinds of arts. Um, what, first of all, right now, what is, uh, what are you doing in like an average week as far as your distribution of, how much you're creating things specifically for social media, how much you're out with um, a client or a collaborator that you're doing a project with. Um, how does What does that look like? What does a week look like for spending your time? <clears throat> well, first of all, I most weeks I uh, work uh, 9 to 5. Um, mm. In I think it's called daycare. We yeah, are, yeah. I, or I like sometimes I'm a substitute teacher and sometimes daycare. Mm. But anyway, I have a day job. Uh, yeah, that's outside of creative mm. uh, space. Um, nine to five, and when I get home from that work, I uh, immediately go into like editing mm-hmm. uh, of my Instagram um, layout or editing video for like a one hour, two hours yeah. every day, and then I go to sleep. And that's my like weekdays, and uh, on uh, even Saturday and Sunday, yeah. that's like my free time. I go to sauna, go to, hit a workout or something, uh-huh. and uh, I keep that space always loose and you know like catch up with friends maybe one day, and uh, try like it's been so many things like it's often like I go to events. Mm-hmm. Just to like uh, see, you know, catch up with other people in the business. Yeah. Or maybe like um, hit up a model and do a, like a shoot or something. Mm. Uh, I was thinking. Speaking of, of hitting people up, <clears throat> slide in the DMs. Yeah. On on Instagram, I know for you, um, you've gotten to do um, a couple of trips. Yeah. This year. So you've been in, I know, New York and Tokyo, and were you in London as well, or Berlin? Berlin, okay. Yeah. And yeah. how did how did those come about? Because I know you do a lot of networking on Instagram. Speaking yeah. of getting in contact with people, um, what's your kind of maybe for for people who might want to, whether they're people doing visuals, they're people uh, making music, what is has been your kind of strategy for? 
connecting with people, how you start a relationship, how you reach out to make some of these opportunities happen. And then tell us about the, the, the trips that you've taken as well and how those have come together. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of... I started my Instagram like one year ago, so it's yeah. pretty recent. So I remember how it was in the beginning. Mm. And I was like, I understood two things. Like, one, uh, provide value. Mm. Like, the typical, like, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, yeah. provide value. Meaning, and, for people listening as well, if you're maybe not in that sphere, <coughs> providing uh, something that's, that's valuable to other people looking yeah. at it, not oh, yeah, just sorry. self-serving, right? Yeah. Mm. provide value for other people mm -hmm. and you will get uh, good things another thing is like pumping out uh, content at yeah. a good rate you know mm -hmm. like once a day two, twice a day or whatever so I did uh, that's what, how I got into this thing of doing my my grid design on yeah, Instagram if you guys haven't seen on, on his Instagram so there's a, a layout that spreads across um, all the different posts where the different images flow uh, into each other. That's yeah. cool to check out. And that <coughs> that me. gave me, <laughs> yeah. And that that that's that's a good one. It's a good description. Yeah, yeah. I we can... where we started out, uh, Adam reached reached out about the grid because I was doing something much less uh, involved on oh, yeah. or similar on. That's true. This on guy my, was on the... my Instagram. In initiated it yeah. at all. But now you've taken it to the next level. It's yeah. really cool what he's doing. Uh, but in that way, I could like. For me, it's like I don't want to have writer's block at any time. So mm. when I do this grid thing, I can like map out pictures in like different ways and don't feel like because on Instagram it's like you have one picture you put up and the other yeah. picture got a mesh good with that picture mm. and you get like, oh shit, this one's so good and this one is so good, but they don't mesh together. Yeah. But if you do the grid thing, then you can like tilt them a bit and uh, you can do like some effects to it yeah and you can like finesse you, it finesse yeah. it in, blend you know, them together yeah, as you, in different as you ways. go hmm? so that's another thing like i knew that one provide value for other people and i will get that back hmm? two consistency consistency of content and i rode with that for like a half year hmm? and then i started to uh, people like see my content and yeah. of course i've done some like in real life work uh, mm. when I went to New York with this guy named David uh, mm. I went I did some free work for him uh, before that like one time one day yeah and uh, we talked and then I just saw his Instagram like a couple of months later I just he was in New York oh. he's there often and I was like oh cool a rooftop is he a photographer or a model or what is he uh, he's a model okay and uh, I was like cool rooftop and he yeah. was like yeah that's Come here, man. Let's do mm -hmm. something. And uh, on that way, it was because. Uh, and was that was that paid for? How did how how did you pay for the trip? How was no, that funded? Those I I paid for the flight there, mm -hmm. but he paid for the staying and the the um, like food and stuff. Yeah, it's so really look at cool. that room and board paid for on an artistic trip to New York. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And, um, yeah, those things. Mm. I started to think. Yes, but I think all three trips have yeah. been, like, different ways of uh, going. But I think they're all root down to people seeing me putting time into my yeah. Instagram. I, like, I wanted to go back to what you mentioned as well, just to reiterate for people listening. Uh, you mentioned as well a good, like, half a year <sighs> of consistent 
or more of consistent content and creating and and doing these things before uh before any of this happened as well yeah. i think it's important for people to to think about because it's very easy um especially on social where it, like everyone's how do i grow on instagram how do i do this like yeah. where people uh maybe expect things in in not hyper realistic um time frames or they they're not going to put in the the effort for a long enough time period to see those kind of returns or the opportunity to but i mean but that's important what what you're talking about is people seeing that consistency um and some work ethic and it shows shows them something if mm. you reach out or they end up reaching out to you that you you have some follow through and it's actually something you you want to be creating and engaging with not yeah. just kind of a a quick thing to try and get popular yeah and one thing for me personally and i think a lot of people need to work on work on this part especially nowadays when like well, the instant gratification and you know comfort life of internet mm. and like society in general, and uh, it's that when people like give you something, like give you an offer, like oh come here and do this, like take that offer like instantly. Don't yeah. be like, yeah, I will, I will. Let, oh, that's yeah, cool. Mm. Like, because I remember me in the past. Yeah, at I some may, point may, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think actually I've had these kind of. Uh, offers earlier in my life mm. but it's not now i have the mindset to like execute on these things grip them right away and, yeah because yeah. back in the days i was like like yeah you know it's extremely I common see, yeah I'm, yeah now i started to see like the, the other thing when i like provide maybe some like uh, opportunities for other people mm. in my uh, business like to help uh to to let them come with me on like certain things like on a shoot or on a shoot or like just help them out in general and uh-huh. they're like they can't see the like the value or like they, they somehow like f- fuck it up for themselves like they uh-huh. like oh yeah I have this or this but I'm like yeah but pri- prioritize like yeah exactly so you gotta like tweak your mindset a bit about I think that. that's that's very common for people listening who do music we all know as well like collaborations of uh, that that drag on for a very long time of yeah I'd like to do that someday we'll do it uh, oh, this yeah. week I'll have time by the end of the week oh uh, this sometime next month I'm free blah 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 and those kind of uh, people don't call them excuses for themselves but that really that's it's what they are as excuses for not prioritizing something yeah. um, and uh, and each time you do that you you miss opportunities you miss things yeah so. Um, that's I think that's a good thing to think about you guys if when you have an opportunity don't uh, that's not the time to dick around that's the time to to take advantage of it and don't make someone who is offering you something don't make it harder for them to do it you're the one that needs to move yeah. things around figure out how you're going to of make course, it happen yeah. not keep asking them to to reschedule or yeah, or course. redo different things um I had here some things I know. I know Instagram is the platform you use the most. <clears throat> yeah. Are there any other places you consistently post or create content for that have been useful to you, or has it really all been through Instagram? I start actually. I started out before I ha- even had an Instagram. I mm. started out on YouTube. Yeah. And um, I was just trying out the platform. You know, mm. like I knew like you have to shoot out videos and be like 
not so uh, satisfied with them. So I did like 30 videos in in the, this spring. Mm. With like this was weird. It was like some cinematic vlog thing. It was like all over the place with the concepts. Um, so and those episodes are actually uh, out there still. So yeah. if you want to check them out, it's on Flamboyant FM on YouTube. It's like really weird clips. Um, yeah. But I'm thinking I'm gonna get back into YouTube. But now Instagram is like. I love Instagram. Yeah, like I'm even enjoy e- it too. even if, if even for video, it's like mm. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna go like video on Instagram as well. Like yeah, uh, even though it's like not a big good quality, so like that's where I'm spending my time. Like I mm. rarely I'm starting to like stop looking at YouTube on computer. Yeah, now I'm just like on phone all the time. Mm. So. Uh, but I, I want to get back into YouTube as well. Like, but I don't know. Instagram is really strong right now. Hmm. I think. I mean, which is funny because Instagram. Instagram is inherently such a visual platform. Since it's yeah. Images. Um. But even with that being the case, it's still far and away my favorite and most useful and effective for music as well. Yeah. Just networking in general, it's where it's where everyone is right now. Yeah. It's become very commonplace to have your direct messages on Instagram re- basically replace your email inbox in a lot of contexts. Yeah. Um and I think people not taking advantage or maybe making it a little <laughs> harder on themselves than they need to be. Yeah. One of the one of the things as well that is um difficult about that that I think people really need to get over I know a lot of people in music or artists in general who are they have a very um, sort of uh, perfectionist and idealistic outlook on how we should communicate with each other and the social media is ruining this etc etc or I'm not I don't like Instagram I don't fuck with that I'm not around it Sometimes it's not, you want to be comfortable on the platforms you're making stuff for, but you. I think a lot of people miss opportunities by not taking advantage or not getting over those hangups. I know people who create music who completely neglect Instagram, let alone other platforms, Yeah. and they're hanging on to this idealistic thing of they're not that into social media is, is really hurting them. I know a lot of people who are quite talented and no one hears their stuff because they won't put in the legwork outside of it and they won't get on those platforms. So if you're listening and you are creating something um, and you're not really active, get active. You know, on Instagram, be posting. I would post at least something every day, more if you can. Um, use hashtags genuinely engage with other people right it's not mm. really that useful to leave the hunted hunted fire fam comment on a bunch of random shit that you didn't actually listen to or care about Yeah. Um, but if you s- take some time to look through and find someone who you actually like something they're doing and leave something relevant and thoughtful you can start relationships that way Yeah. you've done some paid uh work as well like some club photography and stuff like that yeah are you still are you still doing that or do you do some of that still to make money on the side or 
I've done uh, like this summer I did club photography like every weekend. Yeah. Uh, but now I've done like a couple of gigs this uh, autumn, mm. uh, winter. I'm gonna do maybe one, uh, uh, like a a gig in here in Stockholm the on 25th this month mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas. Yeah, on Christmas. For Christmas Day. Yeah, for yeah <laughs> in Sweden. <laughs> the the, uh, the 24th is Yule, and when when it's really celebrated here. Yeah. Yeah, but in in the U.S. for people listening, other places as well, and on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm doing that still and uh yeah, it's fun. That's a good mm-hmm. way to network as a photographer. I was I was gonna ask that as well. You mentioned going to events already, but also like taking these kind of things, um, even if they're not the main creative output you're necessarily concerned with, they're still good opportunities in, yeah, in no, other like, ways, right? Yeah. It keeps me inspired, you know. It's like when I'm talking about uh, with my dad about my future and what I'm gonna do, and it's like he said all the time, like just you gotta just you know keep it inspiring, like regardless of what you do, like even if you get uh, like he he is in like into carpenting and painting, and like he even he is like now we go he is freelance now, yeah, okay. since like three or four years, and he's mm-hmm. like fifty years old, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, I'm, I'm getting into this now where I'm like I take jobs that are like inspiring, you know and in different locations and you know switch things up all the time just to learn new stuff i think that's uh why i choose this like profession because it's like always like some new location some mm. new project some new artists some it kind of has to be too to keep it yeah, fresh for what you're creating right yeah. you can't have pictures of the I same can, locale could, every time it could be like in a studio if you shoot mm. like some kind of product, but even then, it's like it's, the product's gonna be different, like right each time. So it's really like a uh, lot of variation to it. Cool, which I like. Yeah. Um, if you had, let's say, other people thinking about the, they're interested in. Let's stick with visuals since that's mostly what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, <coughs> who, are, who are starting out with this? Um, were there any things? you did at the beginning of you know wanting to be a photographer or film you know filmmaker videographer um that you what that you would do differently or that you felt that like you didn't you had to learn maybe there was a learning curve you didn't do that great with in the beginning that you would tell someone starting out to speed maybe up. do differently speak up you said? uh speed up um yeah. i don't know um to so go faster know like all beginners in the beginning you're like how do i like you buy the camera and then you sit there in your room and you're like how am i gonna like hook any clients like how do even i get my like first video done like you're like i'm gonna shoot everything Mm. but you're like oh i have no projects no like even if i offer myself for free like no one wanna like take someone who's never done it necessarily And in that advice, like, do, like, eventually, it took me, like, a couple of months, but eventually I just started shooting, like, every like, anything. Yeah. I just went into, like, Stockholm City and, like, shoot, like, on the subway, like, just the subway. Mm. Like, shoot, like, anything for the beginning. And just get some content and, like, put it out, put it out on some platform like Vimeo or mm. Instagram or all these, like, platforms we have today. And, like, just do that for... That's how I got my first gig, like with Salando, even. Mm. It was crazy, like Salando, you know, the big uh, fa- fashion uh, clothing brand. Yeah. 
they contacted me on just because I was consistent. There was this was like last or last last summer, mm. last summer, uh, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Uh, they were contacting me just because I was consistent and I used the hashtag Stockholm on Vimeo. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because on Vimeo it's like not people that, yeah. using it and hashtags there are really like, if you put in a hashtag like Stockholm there, like you're gonna be in the top, mm. top okay. ten search. It's a cool, cool hack as well for for people if you're uh, have visual content. Yeah, be think be, of other platforms like yeah, Vimeo where you can. Yeah, be aware of those out. and like, don't be afraid to use a platform that's like not as popular mm-hmm. like because you can be popping there like instagram yeah. is the biggest one mm. and it's hard to be popping there but like you might might find something like i uh recently launched launched uh, some uh, photos on i think it's called 500 pics okay dot com and uh all my like fit this really what's funny. the idea behind that no it's what like it's like a tumblr okay it's like an another version of tumblr but yeah. it's like straight on photographer photographers mm. I went on there and like all my favorite photographers were on there, uh-huh. and I was like a really good, uh, like a simple Tumblr feed, you know, yeah. with like high res images, hmm. and uh, yeah, I haven't got any like um, work through that yet, but I think like it's good. Hmm. And what it's, what are some photographers that you like right now? If you Good photographers. I like um what's it called? Sam Colder, you know, the classic uh, cinematic YouTube travel video guy. Okay. Um he does like crazy transitions and like the concepts I really like. I don't know about his content in general, but mm. I just know like by his show reels it's like crazy for YouTube. And mm. uh, for Instagram I like um some of the fashion photographers like Sam Sam D. Eshek, I think his name. Mm. I don't know the names of them, but like fashion photographers that like shoot like really gorgeous models and uh, um, yeah, those kind of things. Mm. Uh, that's what. Do you like them for the photography or the gorgeous models? No, I, I or both. Both, to be <laughs> honest, like uh, good-looking women inspire yeah. me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good inspiration. Inspiring. Um, how do you choose? This is a more of a strategic question, but it links into hashtags you're talking about on Vimeo. Yeah. Taking it back to uh, a more popular platform like Instagram. Yeah. Um, how do you choose the hashtags you use for your content, and has your has that changed over time? Like maybe in the beginning you were trying some really popular ones and then later on you niche down a little bit or I don't know how that's, how that's gone. To... I don't remember. I, like in the beginning I just, I didn't put so much emphasis on ha- hashtags. Mm. I put like five hashtags in there. <laughs> yeah. And like it was like Insta good. Mm. Uh, it was a, if it was a black and white, I was like black and white mm. uh, portrait uh, or like stock or, or like Sweden. Yeah. Like five. Mm. Um, but Keep in mind, everyone, you can have up to like 30 hashtags yeah. on Instagram. And it goes you up should... and down like between 15 and 30. Ah, and you should and you should use hashtags <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, use them and like play around with them, see what sticks, you know. Mm. Uh, I think that what I, I was like in the beginning, I was like really modest and like five hashtags yeah. and 
Then I went on to 10 and like I started to understand like the ones that was like relevant to me. Mm. Uh, like cinematic is a good one for me since I do cinematic content. And uh, yeah, you will like, as you shoot, like, like put out so much content on a platform, you will understand, understand like you will pick up the hashtags. Yeah. I think it better is to like start below mm. with like five hashtags when you're starting okay. out. And then, like, as you see other people's content, see what they hashtag. Yeah, that's when I. Then you go like grow and you get get like a base of hashtags. Mm. But don't do the copy hashtag thing on every post. So you have mm. like the same hashtags. That's like the death on Instagram I've seen. Uh-huh. I've used it for a while. I had like uh, all these notes in my iPhone or like yeah. bunts, uh, like bi- uh, like chunks a bunch of, of yeah. Uh, I used that and I was like, oh, my, but my engagement is dropping. Okay. So uh, now I, I every that. time I like, like strike up new hashtags like okay. on the fly yeah. for every picture. Cool. That's it, takes, it takes some idea. extra time, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, worth a, lot, it. a lot of the good things do. Yeah. They take extra time. Uh, another interesting thing to think about with hashtags that I've been experimenting with uh, lately that I think is something that some people don't know you can do or that it can be effective um, is using hashtags in your stories when it's relevant. Um, so you can use hashtags on your on your Instagram stories, and those um, you will show up when people basically there's a just like at the top of the profile there's a story thing for each person's profile where you can see their story. Um, at the top of a hashtag, when people search for something, the top will show stories with that tag. And one thing I've I've noticed is um move it by this part if you if you move it so um but one thing one thing i've noticed is that um those they're not as they're not as saturated as post hashtags right now because not as many people are using them as consistently oh yeah so for example i posted yesterday when i was going to do this uh, hip hop karaoke performance thing yeah. and i had i had Put a couple of hashtags, including Stockholm and maybe hip hop music. Or in their story? Yeah, in my in my story. Oh, you can put several hashtags. Yeah, so you can put one as like using the hashtag sticker. Yeah, I know. But you can put more just in text, and they activate. Are they activated though? They they work as far as you can click them. I don't know if you show up at the top of the stories for those ones or not, but you could okay. they. They, have, you, have you seen that you got results results in your analytics? Yeah, so I've been yeah, so this is what I was going to what I was going to say is for example, my, you know, my normal story views are for a day are anywhere from like 60 to uh, low low hundreds like on a good day for yeah. my for my Instagram story. When I use a tag like that like yesterday, that has like 400 views or something that yeah. story post that. from yeah if it's a relevant one yeah so um think about just something for for artists of all kinds you can you can thing use on a that hashtag thing in your story though, like, you have to be relevant like, yes don't just tag if, everything if it's really and... relevant like it will go sky high yeah uh, so keep it relevant mm-hmm. uh, so that's i think for hashtags you always got to keep it relevant yeah uh, so yeah it's a good it's a good point um we talked a little bit about New York, how did yeah. the Tokyo and 
Berlin. What did you do yeah, in Tokyo and Berlin, and who were you with for those? Berlin, I was with a guy I met uh, through uh, doing club photography, a okay. bartender at the club I was working. Here in I, Stockholm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He moved to Berlin. He was like, offering me, like, he saw my Instagram and was like, do you want to come here and do some content here? Yeah. Like, I'll help you out. Um, and that's the thing, like, when people see that you're trying to do something, like, trying to do something grand or something mm. like bigger then they will like naturally are they inclined to help you like yeah they feel like they want to like add something to it and uh yeah stay appreciative of that and like say thank you when they help you. like say thank you like yeah just like bamp, say thank you all, all the, the time, time. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh not like thank you thank you like like that but say thank you be like, like genuinely just, appreciative yeah. of, of people yeah um Sorry, that, but that was Berlin. that was Berlin, yeah. and we were down there, made some content, and just went around city, and you know, mm. bikes, and uh, I did a little shoot with a model there, and uh, was yeah. it a gorgeous model? Yeah, it was a gorgeous model, of course. And then we went to the Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of the same thing. Like the guy, like was liking my visuals, and mm. he wanted me to add something to his. To his trip, you know. You you link up through Instagram as well. No, where you talk with them. I or? met actually. I met this guy at the hip hop karaoke. Okay. One time we were there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to him, and then like one year later, like it was mm-hmm. last year, and one this year, I, he was like just hitting me up on Instagram, like, "Yo, dude, like I like what you do. I'm going to Tokyo. Want to come? Yeah. Uh, I'll pay for everything." And I was like, wow. "Sure." Um, <laughs> so this a little bit, and the thing I do like. I get some portfolio for my yeah, and I do some portfolio for him. Yeah. Um. So that's we went there and like took a lot of photos, a lot of video, and he knew some people people in Tokyo. So we went like uh-huh. out to the clubs and you know. I saw you sleeping in a little pod hotel. Oh yeah, pod hotel. The, and the those are actually really yeah, Did they're you? cozy. Yeah, like cheap and cozy. I thought they were gonna be like claustrophobic and uh-huh. like really nasty, but they were really nice. I was talking with with. Uh, with Stephanie about when we were like seeing your your pictures uh. for for the podcast. Stephanie is my girlfriend that I'm living with. Um, I, I don't know that I have to say who I'm living with. It seems like as opposed to the other girlfriend that I'm not <laughs> living with. But no. Um, but we were, you know, we were like looking at your either your story or or a photo, and she was like, "I don't think I'd want to like uh, like been... stay in one of the." And I was like, "I don't know. That looks kind of comfortable. I bet it's kind of like isolated." Yeah, it's and, cozy, nice. Yeah. You get good sleep. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing. When I'm out traveling, like I get so little sleep. Mm-hmm. But when you're like so inspired, it's, it's like you can take it for a week. Yeah. But you after want to take one, advantage of those times too. Yeah, but after a couple of days, you get you get like oh, you get like back pain and uh-huh. like you get stiffness and. Uh, but that's when all you get, for the art. Yeah, all for the art. When you get home, you know you get time to get to the sauna and you know yeah, get the good rest. food. So Swedish. Uh, you get to the sauna when the, you get back. Yeah. And- <laughs> recuperate relax <Yeah. laughs> chill with the ice bears <laughs> polar bears mm-hmm. cool <clears throat> these were uh, most of the questions that that I had for you on this um, do you have any kind of um, I don't know parting advice that we haven't covered we've, we've talked about quite a bit um, but for 
people freelancing wanting to kind of jump off and and do their own thing whether it could be specific to photography or videography it could be just about it anything we have you know different a lot of people who listen to this so far are music people but i don't know like it speak, translates speak um, speak things into existence like if you have an instagram like use it to like project your like your dreams what you want to do mm-hmm. what you want to accomplish on there so people always no. know where you want to go because people like i said want to help you out yeah. so uh, as long as you keep the hashtags are relevant or like and the hashtags can be relevant for something in the future mm-hmm. like if you want to do like go to some place or something in the future yeah. like you can put you can put hashtags on there that are not mm-hmm. relevant now but are mm-hmm. you know they're going to be relevant at some point so maybe like tagging uh, what city you want to shoot in yeah, or like, something for like that yeah for me for me uh, at this moment i do a lot of hashtags of bali mm-hmm. you know in uh, indonesia yeah and new york because i want to one i want to go back to new york and mm. do content there and i want to go to the tropics like indonesia so yeah. i and uh, that's not like relevant now but it it probably will be relevant in the spring or like next uh, winter mm. so i keep and i keep like already now if it's like next winter i'm already now dming people in the, in, in the indonesia yeah like for you to establish some uh, connections there Mm. So yeah, that that's what would be my tip at the moment. Cool. Well, thank you for uh, for coming in and doing this, being our first interview on how to art. Thank you, man. Yeah, and I guess now we'll uh, throw it to some music reviews or whatever we oh, end yeah. up recording with uh, with yeah. Sebastian when uh, when my co-host is back. Cool. Thank you. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that interview. Wow. Uh, what a guy, real artist. Now, what Solid the? Dude. Yeah, what? What? Uh, it was. It was actually fun sitting down with him. I'll have to show you what the, some of the stuff we got later. But yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of the interview. I know you guys are gonna be really bummed out about that. I know yeah. that I was. It's two microphones, and we just, you know. Yep, yeah, I had to go. I, I wasn't welcome. Is they, what they it, ki- they kicked me out. Is what it is. Yep. Yeah. You're a good sport. Um. Let's uh, let's go into our right into our music then because the interview was pretty pretty long. I think we got like thirty or forty minutes out of just no, the interview nice. segment. So uh, <laughs> it's on the episode. We've yeah. barely started the one. Um, go ahead and tell us about the the uh, albums yes. that we're talking about. Our first one today. Okay, should I mention the the albums, all the albums, like right now, and then we can go into more specifics, or should sure, I? Sure, why not? So we have three releases for today. Um, we have the the big one, the the like big label release, and that one we're gonna talk about. It's uh, album, a brief inquiry into online relationships by the 1975, and then we have Midnight Rocket by Winston. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Um, Winston. Winston. I saw it was two eyes, and I two wasn't eyes. sure how you pronounced it, but I was pretty sure it was Winston. Yeah, exactly. And then we have uh, Black Lion, right? Yeah. Black Lion. Black Lion. Yeah. Sometimes it's like Black Lion Group. So they have on some of their yeah. different things, like Black Lion Productions, etc. But we'll... Yeah, we'll it, was, it was their EP, Free Association. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about all those. As, as usual, we have something at a... Um, you know, a major label release level, 
somewhere, uh, a very indie, small-time project, and then something in between. And we're going to talk about all three with regards to to where they are. Yep. If you guys have music that uh, you want us to review, I've been contacted a couple times this week. I'll have to send you some options for the first episode when we're back. Uh, that's worth mentioning as well, that uh, I'm going home to the U.S. for a few weeks. So this will, this episode will, you'll be listening to that during that trip. So it'll be out December, uh, mid-late December, and then um, back the first week of January. So maybe the second week of January we'll have episode four. But there'll be a little bit, yeah. of, little bit of wait time. And we have people watching on a live stream right now. Welcome. I see some of the chat. I'll switch back and forth to it on the iPad so I can yeah. check in with it as well. If anyone wants to join in future uh, broadcasts, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Petrovita Music. And that's where we're hosting the live stream right now. You can come watch it as we record. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh, talk about a brief inquiry into online relationships. Yeah, okay. Um, so I have to first mention that I might be a bit biased in my review of this album because... Mm-hmm. I'm just adjusting your mic real quick. Keep talking. Yeah, because in 1975 is, in fact, my favorite band. They've been my favorite band for... Like three or four years. You say probably since I've known you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I first saw them back in 2013, uh, and like at a very like small club, and they've been growing ever since. And I think now they're like almost ready to play the biggest venues in in Stockholm anyway. Yeah. Didn't Uh, they play the biggest one last time? Um. Were they in Globe or something? No, I don't think. No. Well, maybe you're right. Um, I remember. I forget what their poster was, but I know it was a pretty big show. Yeah, I, I was there, so I should, <laughs> I should remember, but I, but I yeah. don't. But 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 anyway, you're probably Anyways, right. They uh, big. Yeah, but anyway, uh, 1975. They're uh, uh, like a pop. Basically, you could say a pop pop band, like a pop and uh, a yeah. qu- pop quartet from quartet. Sorry, <laughs> from Manchester, um, yeah. UK. And this is their third uh, full-length album, and it is a long one. It's, yeah. Uh, it has, what is it, like 15 songs, I think? I think so. Uh, something like that. Um, and basically, I mean, I could start talking about the fact that this is, like, the first album of two, and, like, a... Okay. They're calling this like an an era, basically. That I did so, not know. Nope. Uh, so it's called their Music for Cars era. Okay. They actually, their their one of their first uh, EPs was called Music Music for Cars, and then they announced that they were gonna release um, a new album, like a full length album called Music for Cars, but that album turned into two when they realized that they had uh-huh. so much material. So this year they had uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships. Um, and next year they're releasing another album called Notes on a Conditional Form. Um, and I think that's gonna come out next summer or something. At least that's what they've been okay. saying. These titles. <laughs> they are a bit pretentious, but uh, I but I but I like him. It's yeah. it's it's expected if you know the kind okay. of like quirky um, person that Maddie is. He's a bit pretentious, but he, he knows it and he's not he's not ashamed of it. He. he it's just a, just a human being. <laughs> just a so, bloke trying to make his way in the world. Yep. Um, so do you want to continue on or should, should sure, I? Sure, I can, I can say so. So from my perspective, this is um, 
different for me because I haven't listened. I've never listened all the way through to uh, the 1975 album. Um, so, by the way, what's the what's the what's the name story? There's got to no. be like something behind why they're the 1975. I, th- I think it was something about them. Th- they found a journal somewhere. I don't know if it was okay. like an um, abandoned hospital or something i don't i I might completely like butcher this story and it might be wrong sebastian's just making up ghost stories at this point basically yeah but but i think it was something like that and it was just signed with something blah 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 end of entry like the 1975 it it was something i i don't remember but but there is obviously you feel like a name like that has backstory yeah yeah you choose a year for a certain reason or something so yeah Okay, um, so this is my first time listening through to one of their albums, and um, it was, uh, you know, as Sebastian knows, it's different music maybe than I'd like listen to often, and a couple of the projects this week were, but I, I, I liked this project, and I will talk about it later, but I scored it fairly highly because I, I think that it was... It was one of those albums that is, which is always these types for me, anyways, feel a little bit hard to, to kind of review or rank or grade. Which is that, for like well constructed, and I enjoyed a lot of the elements that made the record. Yeah. At the same time, it was very much, for me, anyways, something where I'd want to be in a certain mood to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with a lot of the more sort of mellow and atmospheric tracks with like a lot of wide reverby sounds going on and this was something also we'll talk about with the winston project as well um i felt actually both of these were something that i could enjoy but i would need it to be in a place where i wanted that kind of that kind of background it's not something i'm going to really put on at a party outside of a couple tracks and um things like that uh speaking of a couple tracks um, so we had, now give yourself a try. Yeah. Right. Is this one been released as a single before the yeah, album? Because the, I felt like I'd heard that. Yeah. It was the before. first, it was the first single from, yeah. from the album. I think I played it at one of your parties. That, that but, could yeah. be then. Yeah. Um, because that, like, you know, that was familiar to me. So I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed listening to that. It's, you know, it's one of the more upbeat songs. Ex- exactly. Starting, yeah. So I had poppy, catchy, upbeat written. Um, I really also, which is, this goes to the speaks to the mood thing we were talking about. I really liked the, um, there were a couple tracks. One was uh, Love It If We Make It. Yeah. And another was um, Mine. But especially Love It If We Make It, uh, there were a couple of those that really gave me that kind of like, like 80s movie soundtrack. Like yeah. I could hear this song in a scene in The Breakfast Club or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of cool because you don't as often uh, maybe get like teleported to those times and places in in modern music where those sounds no, are so no. accurately kind of recreated, but with something that's that's still original and it's new music in in yeah. 2018. Uh, so I thought that was uh, that was really cool. Those were a couple that that stood out for me. Yeah. Which ones were kind of your highlights for this? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed almost every song or basically every song but I felt like there were a few standouts one of them were mine like you mentioned and I think that's an interesting song because it's sort of like um, it it almost sounds like something pulled out from like 
big band era of like this sort of like romantic jazzy type sound yeah. uh, and it actually contains like one of the last recordings of um uh, do you know who Roy Hargrove is? I don't know the name he's sounds familiar. He's a but... trumpet player. Okay. Um it was basically one of the last songs that he recorded on before he died. He he passed away just a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe uh-huh. maybe a couple of months ago. Time flies, guys. Just so you know, but yeah. we had we had a comment in the chat here. 1975. Never heard of such. Had to Google them, and they are dead in Poland. So maybe that's why. I don't know. What do you, what do you mean by that? Maybe some clarification. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Unsure dead, on that one. Dead in Poland. What? Uh, maybe they're not famous in in uh, Poland. Maybe. Could be. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Time yeah. flies. Passed away a couple weeks yeah. or months ago. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So I, I thought that was interesting because that was definitely a new sound. Like for some, I mean, you haven't listened to their previous albums, but it's definitely a new, like a new sound for for them. Mm. Uh, but I feel like they pulled it off. They made it their own sound. It sounded modern, but it still had how a lot. Would, of... Sorry, how would it? Uh, would you say it, like differed from the previous releases, or what were they more like or focused on? I mean, okay, so for pe- maybe someone like me who hasn't listened to them a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their 2016 album. Um, Jesus Christ! It has a long title. Uh, I should remember it, but it's it's. I, I like it when you sleep. For you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. <laughs> it's mm. the actual album title. Um, <clears throat> that album was very like '80s influenced. I mean, they still are, but it was a lot more like '80s pop influenced. Okay. Um, a lot more like synthy tracks and not as much organic sounds as they were like doing on this album not as much acoustic stuff and and so on and their self-titled album from uh, 2013 i think it, it i think it has to be or 2014 possibly uh like i said time flies um that album was a li- still like 80s inspired but it was more like pop rock ish it was a bit more modern in in the sound like mm. Um, uh, so that's it, but, but yeah, mine was definitely a, a different song, maybe not one of my favorites, but it was definitely a standout track, track for that reason alone. Uh, but one of my absolutely, like, absolute favorite tracks was on called How to Draw, uh, Petricor. Yeah, I, re- I remember this track. Yeah, and it's kind of like a revamped version of a bonus track from their previous album. So basically, um... Okay. Uh, it begins with like a slow interlude feel with some like swelling synths and some string sounds and some sort of like percussion based instrument and they had that on their last album but this time they instead of just doing like regular vocals they used like this sort of like almost like harmonize like harmonizer autotune effect going on sounds mm-hmm. a bit like Bon Iver's latest yeah. uh, sort of like the he has this thing called the prismizer have you heard of it I'm not sure. Is it like a vocoder type thing? Or? Yeah, it's similar to a vocoder. Okay. It's sort of like a weird vocoder harmonizer thing in, in one. I don't know the exact mm. <laughs> science behind it, but it, it sounds pretty cool. And that's basically what, what they used in, in this track on the vocals to change it up a bit. And that just moves into like a completely different song. It transitions into this yeah. sort of like house track. Mm. It reminds me a bit of like uh, John Hopkins with like stuttering synths. I don't know if have you heard John Hopkins? No. Okay. John Hopkins is an excellent uh, producer. He he does sort of like house and techno um, really cool oh. vibes. I saw him live just a couple of 
months ago. Okay. Um, but anyway, the the album turns from that into sort of like a UK garage or, mm. or garage, as they would say, a UK garage type uh, yeah. vibe with um, with like um, like a pitch shift vocal part, mm. and it reminds me of um, like uh, have you heard Burial? This is gonna be a, another episode where I'm like, have you heard? Of so. Okay, Burial is like one of the like legends when it comes to dubstep. Like, okay, and I'm not talking about Skrillex, wub 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 mm. bro step. I'm talking like um, it's sort of similar to like Garage. Yeah, basically, it's it's sort of where like the UK Garage, Future Garage, like genre genre came from. Uh, but I really enjoyed that song, and also, I mean. A song like two time, two time, two time. Yeah, it's a catchy one, and it, it's mm. it's also different from what they've done before. It's very auto-tuned. It's a poppy song. It 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 basically Matt, Maddie, the vocalist. He's been or like he's not only a vocalist, the front man. The he plays guitar and sings and everything. Okay. Um, he's been like. They've always been very. It's always been important for them to have a message with their songs or like. I mean, not not always, but they usually have like a bit of a political angle to their lyrics, uh, especially lately. But he was like, I just wanted to do a fun pop song, so that's what they did with this one, and uh, it's it's just fun. It's very yeah. like catchy and and danceable and everything. So, and you can tell that they worked with um, no. There's an artist called No Rome. Mm. Um, uh, a guy that produces music and sings. He's from the Philippines, I think. Okay. Uh, but I think he's... I learned so much. But he's, he, but, but, he's, but he's currently based in, in, in the UK, though, because they've been working okay. together. So uh, on No Rome's latest album, they had a song called Narcissist, where Maddie featured on on vocals. And... Yeah. And now they also... Um, collaborated on on the album i know that no rome he wasn't like featured but i know that he was like co-producer or produced a track with them got it uh but i mean one thing that i really like about this album is the fact that they they they've always been this way but it's they've all they're always like treading new territory they're always doing like new things with their music at least new for for them because mm. i mean they have the song like like I mean, that's to be respected as well yeah absolutely i mean like give yourself a try that song yeah uh, the riff, the guitar riff, is actually lifted straight from a Joy Division song to the uh-huh. point where I think they pay royalties to okay. Joy Division. But it's it's not <laughs> like they were like, it's not like they ripped it off. Right, it was, they were. Open it was up. intentional. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, I mean, above board about it. Exactly, and mm. and then we have like other tracks sort of like surrounded by heads and bodies. It sounds very like Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has I get like that. a very Radiohead like chord progression. Uh, and some like slow crooning from Maddie on top of that, and then also it's not living if Maddie, it's not with Maddie, you. Maddie, Maddie, why don't you marry him? I would if I could. Yeah, probably. No, no homo or a bit homo. Sorry, guys. A little bit. Um, I mean they are my In favorite. In a good way. Band. What? In a good way. In a good way. Uh, but anyway, um, of course I I, I should mention that um, Daniel the drummer. He's yeah, a, he's an excellent producer. I think he's done a lot okay. of the work, like always, and mm. pr- probably some of my favorite parts of their sound has been made by him. And did I say 
Daniel. I meant George. His name is George okay. Daniel. You did say Daniel. Yeah, but his, his name is George Daniel. <clears throat> okay. And then we have Ross, and then we have um, Adam. Uh, all excellent musicians. Yeah. And I could completely butcher it. I hope I didn't say any names wrong, <laughs> except for the first one. Because I meant George. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, it's not living if it's not with you. It's an interesting song because that's. A lot. I'm not sure. I remember. It's that it's one, one of the like eighties inspired. It's okay. like a very anthemy. Mm. I did enjoy that like mood of the yeah of the project a lot. But basically, it sounds like it's about um, if you if you just listen to the chorus, it sounds like it's about a girl, but it's actually about heroin because Maddie deal, dealt with a heroin addiction just mm-hmm. before just before they recorded this album and he went to okay. rehab and everything and now he's clean for now anyway i hope no. that it sticks but as we all know a lot of people that use heroin they fall no. back sometimes uh but he seemed like he's in a good place for this one uh and i also really like sincerity is scary that song do you remember which one that was not sure if i do okay it's like a really catch like jazzy hip-hop pop inspired like okay. gospel-y it's like there were a lot of tracks on this. I had trouble like, friends, yeah. if we are lovers. I think yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that one is also one of my favorites. It sounds a bit like a song from the previous album that was called "If I Believe You," but mm. um, it definitely they they took the style from that track and they evolved it, and it sounds a lot better. It sounds more refined. Like they actually worked more on it. And basically, one of my favorite tracks was uh, "I Like America" and "America Likes Me." Yeah, so it was sort of like a. Travis Scott meets Bon Iver type uh, of like trap song. It, it was very different. It was different for them. Um, oh, but can we talk about the man who married a robot? Oh yeah, slash yeah. love theme. Wait, give yeah. me your give me your opinion on that. I'll I'll give you mine after. Um, for anyone who does doesn't know, this is um a track where the first it's a, a few minutes long and the only vocals in it for the first i don't know minute and a half minute 45 seconds are a uh, basically like text-to-speech stephen hawking type voice telling a story and it's uh it it's one of those tracks that does um does the title justice of the album the brief inquiry into online relationships and it's about a at its, at its simplest, a man who was best friends with the internet and talks of, basically personifies the internet and talks about that, Yeah, but what I, he does. To I, go I, ahead. Yeah, I think it's sort of like, um, it, it's basically the relationship between almost everyone and, right. and, and the internet right yeah. now. Uh, and I think it's an interesting track. I mean, yeah. at first I was very skeptical. Uh, Me too. I thought it was a skit and then it kept going. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like an interlude, but it, yeah. it definitely serves its purpose. And I liked and, it. I and, thought it was cool. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, yeah. and I like the I like the lyrical content. It's very yeah. like on the nose. It's just like yeah, exactly. It, it's very it was like because like, you. It's not. Yeah, exactly. There's no. Yeah, as you say on the nose, it's not. It's not a subtlety. It's like the man would watch videos of naked people, people like yeah. he remembered the pictures of his penis and yeah, like, stuff yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah, and. And I think it's very... Which was a contrast from a lot of more artistic takes and other tracks, for Absolutely. Sure. But I think they just wanted to be blunt. Yeah. Like, to make people think what 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 they exactly are doing with, with mm. their lives. Because a lot of people are probably sacrificing, like, personal relationships for their, yeah. like, online followers on Instagram and everything. Of course. Like, a lot of people of are, are just living their lives at their, like, on their phone, at their computer, like, with the internet. Yeah. And it's sort of like, 
it's telling that the internet knows everything about you and knows what you like and uh, yeah i mean it, it's a good track um i think a lot of people will, will find it a bit too much but i i personally enjoy it it, it <clears> might not be the track that you put on no from the album but it's in the context of the album it, exactly yeah. it works and it is interesting and yeah i understand why they did the track and mm -hmm. it's it, it was a good choice so that's my take on it mm -hmm. anything else on this one before we go to scores i'm getting a phone call well tell him to fuck off i think i should Take it. Who is it? Alright, take the phone call, but you have to stay on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, take it. Oh, it's Bastian. Got a phone call. You guys are going to hear some Swedish. Förlåt? Oh, tjena. This motherfucker taking a phone call. Nej, 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 nej. Herregud, jag jobbar inte ens kvar faktiskt. Oj, oj, Uh, Sebastian, du vet, kommer du ihåg mig? Jag hade skägg och grejer. Jaha, okej, okej. Nej, men det, det är lugnt. Men, men, ja. men jag kommer ihåg det i alla fall. Så det var inte, det var inte så konstigt i alla fall. Men, men, men som sagt, jag... men det är ingen fara alls du. Det är ingen fara alls. <laughs> ja, men absolut, absolut. Lycka till. Ha det bra, vän. Hej. So that was a funny call. So what was that about? Explain for um, the, the English speaking. So audience. yeah. So basically, I got a phone call from from this guy that works at Samsung, and f like for got a comment on the live stream chat. How's it going? I'd call you, but I'm at work. <laughs> this is like not synced up for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, okay. So I'm keeping track of it on here. I'll let you know if anything important comes in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, th that was a bit embarrassing, but it was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly embarrassed for him though. But he 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 was trying to call another guy called Sebastian. Uh, he was like, he's like, hey hey man, are you at the store? And I was like, what? No. And like for reference, I worked at a store like um, a Tele2 store. Tele2 was one of the like main like phone carriers or. Uh, well, cell phone providers basically yeah. in in Sweden, uh, and this guy he works at Samsung. He um, sort of fixes the phones. He comes in and and just ch checks on on the store some from time to time, uh, and he was just asking me if I was in the store and that. I don't know, it was like a He's year... He's decidedly not in the store. No, and it was a year and a half ago since I quit that job. I've had two <laughs> other jobs since then. So so it was just a bit funny, but it was a mix-up. I think he had my number from, from before. But I was waiting for another call, so I was just... That's why I thought that I had to take it. But, well... Interesting content, okay? Wow. This is gonna make some good meme videos for Instagram. I'm gonna get on them edits when we're or, uh, maybe, home. or maybe we can just cut this part out. No. Just for this, the, the streamers can like the people watching the the Twitch stream. They can they can have this one, but ah, that's all right. Let's leave it in. It's all right. Okay. All right. Score for the album. Closing thoughts and score for a brief inquiry into online relationships yeah. by the 1975. Yes, I'm I'm gonna try and keep myself brief because I've been talking a lot, but. 
I was I was gonna say the the only negative aspect of the album was the fact that I felt like the <clears> singles <throat> misrepresented the album because all the singles that they released beforehand mm. were really like upbeat. Which of the tracks were singles besides the um, uh, the one I mentioned? The Give Yourself a Try. Okay, so it was Give Yourself a Try. It was um, Love It If We Made It. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see here. Sincerely is scary. Yeah. Um, Okay, but and, t- and, two t- and two time, two time, two time. Okay, so I get that feel. So, though, so basically, basically all the like um, upbeat tracks uh-huh. were were singles, and then they released the album, and almost all the <clears> tracks were <throat> like slow ballads. Almost. I like, think it's not uncommon to bury those types of tracks in an album behind like a release of singles, but as you say, but when that happens, usually those types of tracks don't make up so much. Of the album, Excellent, right? You might have a couple of slow tracks that aren't singles, and you just let album listeners discover. But yeah, I got you. Absolutely, but I mean, like, um, <clears throat> like the singles were all up tempo. I mean, I mean, they they weren't like one type of track. They were like different types of sounds in there. But when when the album came out and I first listened through it, I was a bit like it felt like it was not lacking in content, but it was just not, not what I expected. Mm. So sort of like uh, we have the songs like "Be My Mistake." It's a yeah. very slow, like bare bones uh, track with just like acoustic guitar and and Maddie singing. And then we have "Inside Your Mind," that has almost mm-hmm. the exact chord progression of Bob O'Reilly by the Who. Did yeah. You, did you did you yeah. hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't be more in love. That sounds almost like an '80s inspired like Michael Jackson track. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that one. And then also the closing track, "I Always Want to Die." Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that sounds almost like Britpop. It sounds a bit like The Verve, Oasis, mm. and those types of bands. And I mean, it's all very good. It works really well in the context of the album. Uh, I wasn't disappointed by the album, but I was just hoping for a few more like tracks that were a bit more evolved in the sound. Like, I like their slow songs. I do. Mm. But... It was a bit too much like acoustic and guitar stuff. I like yeah. the, like electronic stuff, but I'm expecting the next album because from what I've heard, notes in a conditional form that comes out next year mm-hmm. should be more. It's supposed to be like a nighttime album, and it's supposed to have a lot more like electronic influence. So I'm I'm still like influenced by uh, aforementioned burial and also yeah. the streets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, Looking forward to the next album. And this one, I would still give it a 9.5 out of 10. Maybe 9 out of 10. 9.5? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's an it's a 9 to 9.5 out no, of 10. Crazy. D- depending fan on Fanboy. Yeah, I mean, I am going to be honest, and I, I'm i going to say that I, I am biased. It's yeah. it's my favorite band. I'm definitely, like... I thought it was good, it. and I gave, I gave, I gave 7.5. Okay, I understand. I thought it was good, but yeah. Yeah, but like... I feel you. Yeah. Nine, All right, not, fair not, enough. Not, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, definitely. Okay. I get that. Um, let's uh, let's move on to Winston. the Winston project then. Winston. What can you tell us about Winston? W I I N S T O N. So I was like, is it Winston or Winston? Winston. Winston. Hello. Winston. Winston. But no, it's uh, Winston. No, actually. Um, I first heard Winston, <coughs> I think it was like early this year, Okay. Uh, when I heard their, their track called uh, Rosa, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's it's a really good track. It's one of the standout tracks. I'm gonna yep. come a bit, come to that a bit more later. But I, didn't I, re- I noted that as well. But I didn't realize until yesterday mm-hmm. when I was doing a bit more research. No, it was the day before yesterday. Yeah. That they're actually a duo, so they're not mm-hmm. one guy, and they're from right. they're from Denmark. Yes, and I saw that only because on Spotify it was uh, their label was Denmark. It was a branch, a Denmark branch of some. I forget one of the bigger labels. I think and it was so, Universal or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. like Universal Denmark released the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the album is called Midnight Rocket. It came yeah. out um, in November. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact date, but I think it was like November sixteenth or something like that. Yeah. Um, and this is their first album that they re- they released, and they do like the sort of. Um, I don't know what I want to call it, but it's it's sort of like R and B. It's sort of like yeah. this n- almost nocturnal R and B type of sound. It's very like reverby, like reverby mm-hmm. beats, uh, spacey type of sounds, and a lot of synthesizers and like pitched and modulated voices in yeah. the background. I really like it. I don't, I don't know, like I don't want to compare it to like artists as like Drake and The Weeknd, but it sort right. of reminds me. I mean, of The their... Weeknd did come like come to mind, espe- yeah. especially in the. Um, even obviously, give the weekends a very unique voice, and, but like, but I, but in the the instrumentation and the the idea behind yeah. like the tracks, that that was something that came to my mind as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can say that if you like music, in, like from the from the from their labels, you know, OVO and yeah. XO, basically. <clears throat> uh, I mean, if you enjoy like the OVO type artists, like Party Next Door, Roy Woods, and mm. stuff like that, I think you would enjoy this album. Uh, but yeah. anyway, this is their first album, and they only started making music together last year, from what I could could find. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like what I like about it is how it's like it has this very like big sound, like a big spacious sound, and yeah. it just feels like a perfect nighttime in the big city type of feel. Yep. I don't know if you get what I mean. But yeah, like, absolutely. I can see myself walking like in a big metropolitan type of. It like, could it could be the it could be you you listen to to the project and you feel like just about every track would be appropriate if the music video were walking through a a like dark ne- a dark city with dark like neon, bright light yeah buildings yeah. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I get that and that's one of my favorite like feelings to get from music overall okay, so yeah. so I mean I definitely enjoyed the. I enjoyed the the beats. I enjoyed the singing. He has a really nice voice. Yeah. The, the vocalist. I, uh, I know that their names are Daniel Richards and Alfred Thomas. Mm. Or since they're Danish, it's probably Thomas. Daniel, uh, Daniel Richards. Alfred Thomas. <laughs> Alfred Thomas. Uh, but anyway, Daniel Richards and Alfred Thomas. We're gonna keep yeah. this in English. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't Absolutely. know. I actually couldn't find information on who does what in the project, but. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go on a, I'm I'm gonna call them producer and vocalist. I'm not gonna say okay. who's who, but Good. anyway. Safe. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I thought that the vocalist had a very like he has a good range, but he's sort of he's like a bit more lower pitched than a lot of other like vocalists in the, in the scene, or like in the R and B scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the lyrics. Um, I didn't pay that much attention to to them because they didn't feel like the vital part of the record. But I like how it wasn't just about like like doing like taking sands and Molly and Molly Percocet. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Percocet, Molly Percocet. 
and and the lyrics were more about like love and yeah. and stuff like that instead of just being about fucking three different girls in mm-hmm. one night or boys or whatever you want to okay. speaking uh, of i mean men not boys sorry fucking hell uh, <laughs> this episode is so uh it is derailed but, but yeah but um episode three was a turning point um <laughs> <laughs> that's when it all went to it went wrong uh speaking of speaking of of uh, of like talking about uh, women on the on the tape or not one of the things is there is a uh, a woman who recorded three skits on this oh, or interlude yeah. tracks which are talking um the content of those i mean they're they're pretty brief like 13 to 30 second type of range and uh, the content of those um is fine but i actually really appreciated them just being in there to break I, up the I, I liked song. the I liked the, it reminded me a lot of I mean a lot of people did that before yeah you know what I mean that's not as common right now in in kind of rapid fire release music projects to have um uh, to have either skits or interludes or brief kind of monologue things as as they and uh and so I think you not only is it can it be refreshing to hear them but you also have to be more careful because people aren't as used to that right now or or no. maybe don't care for it and so it has to be done well but i actually appreciated that it was kind of broken up yeah yeah i mean i just thought it was really good like i read about it and they basically what they said about the album they said it's a slideshow based on the past 1 5 years of their lives mm-hmm. um every picture projected sh- wait they say 125 or 1.5 no 125 1 to 5 years over i mean okay. i i think <laughs> they i think what they mean is it's based on the last five years i don't know why uh, yeah. they okay. i don't, I don't know why they why they're saying 125 okay. but it mm. so that's what it says actually uh, and <laughs> could be two could be five who knows and it's, it, it's supposed to be yeah. like a slideshow and every picture projected shows emotions situations and relations connected to the space travel they've embarked on. I need to learn how to write album descriptions like yeah, this. Yeah, and they're like this project must be considered in its entirety like a movie. It's love, lust, life, death, happiness, depression of fast cars. Don't mm. just watch a single scene. So I mean that's an interesting yeah. way to put it and I think they yeah, mean like that, that you should listen to the entire album like listen to it as a whole and not just mm. and not just listen to the singles or the the like a yeah. few tracks. And I mean that that makes sense. Um But I thought like uh, Rosa was one of the standout tracks for I, me. Yeah, I noticed as, that one as, as well. well as I like Canada. That was also a good one. Mm? And I think I think I heard Canada a while ago, and I think that's what threw me off. I thought they were from Canada or from uh-huh. from the U.S. Yeah. But also the the guy that sings, he he doesn't have like any no, sort no. of accent. Like, no, I sings. wouldn't have clocked that I, they were from. I, I don't know if they're just based in Denmark and he, uh. and he might be like born in the U.S. Uh-huh. and moved there. I mean, they would still be a Danish. Do I? Yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, but yeah, from what I can tell, yeah, I mean, he could just be really, really good. At yeah, English yeah. and accents sometimes vanish when you sing. So mm. I mean, it's not, it's not that weird. But I, I enjoyed the album. Um, I like the couple of tracks called "Substance" and "Rational" yeah. as well. Was uh, another that I enjoyed. One thing for me that wasn't as this, this is. Pulled in. There were a couple things about this that pulled in kind of opposite directions for me, and I I uh, understand 
before I even say it, that this is personal and that it's uh, different people will absolutely care or not care about this in very different amounts. But one thing that I was a little bit frustrated by yep. was that so many of the tracks had very simple, generic trap drum patterns as far as their hi-hat rolls and things like this. Mm -hmm. And yet, they had really nice, like, ambient and atmospheric instrumentation over them. Yeah. And I really liked a lot of the big, wide sounds and instruments that they used on the production. So it was a little bit frustrating for me that I almost, a lot of times, I wanted, like, a, a big reverby drum hit instead of a really tight clear um hi-hat roll or something like that um that i thought that could have maybe added a little more variation to to some of the the tracks i understand that like where like music and especially popular music right now is at like that's not a something necessarily to fault them for or that's wrong and it's a good sound and a lot of people like it but sometimes i hear all these other unique elements and then you've you've got almost every single track with the and like and you're kind of like okay well yeah i mean like i said i know that's i i understand where you're coming from and i i agree to a certain extent absolutely Mm -hmm. but it's just I know that I'm. I myself am a. When I do like production, it's it's yeah. a very nice beat to fall back on to just mm. do like the the trap trap drums yeah. and and stuff. But but yeah, I agree. But I don't think for the like viability or anything of their music, it takes away from it. I think it's just no. And I just for me, I wouldn't. And yeah. I was actually surprised at how much they could avoid using it as well because I, I feel like mm. some of the songs were just. It didn't have that much like that many hi hats. It was just a lot of it, it. It was a lot of atmospheric drums, but it wasn't it. Like they could have gone with a more like organic drum sound yeah. for a few of it, like few of the songs. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It wasn't a big deal for me. I like it. It didn't bother me anyway. But like, yeah. you, but like you said, the production, like the the mm-hmm. spacious reverby beats, they they were really good and and I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was like one of the main like the best parts of the album. I can go first for the score on this one. Sure. Uh, so for the for the Winston uh, album, it's Midnight Rocket, right? Yep. That's the name, yeah. Um, I uh, this for me, no. I want I wouldn't say suffered from, but but has we talked about earlier or was similar to the nineteen seventy five offering in the fact that I want to not only did it, as we talk about evoke a certain feel. But I want to be in a certain place to listen to it. Yeah. It was actually when I was listening to this a couple nights ago, and I listened to it again last night. Um, it was really nice when I was kind of like just like playing it, like relaxing video game, and just had it on and like in the background. I was kind of just like vibing out to it and like yeah. listening without focusing, especially on the second listen through, like really like you know focusing and honing in on it. And it was a really nice like mood set, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but again, there are, you know, it's a type of project where I think there are maybe only, uh, for me personally, I know there are only, uh, a couple of tracks that I'll probably ever listen to again on my own, mm. uh, without like, for whatever reason, intentionally revi- revisiting the album. Yeah. Uh, but so for, for me, I, um, 
I which you know, we we will have to talk maybe about scales and stuff at some point for this because we'll like, assess it differently yeah. because because I would give this like a like a like a, a kind of as before like a solid seven to a seven and a half for me yeah it was it was a well well made project um, I just, it was just kind of had a had a niche for me rather than being a kind of something that I'm just gonna like I've got to listen to this again and again no I understand um, I mean. When it comes to nine seventy five, if we're just backtracking a bit, to, oh boy, we're not, we're not going to do this the whole thing. Here we go. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm no. Just joking. Uh, for me, the nine seventy five is one of those bands that I can listen to no matter what mood mm. I'm in because it always fits the mood. Like it, it always makes me okay. feel a certain way, and it all always. And and if there's a certain track that you don't, this is go ahead. Yeah. Like you you will be able to find another one in their discography since they have yeah. such a like varied sound. But going back to Winston, I'm mm. just gonna say yeah. it quickly. Um, I enjoyed it, and I agree that you have to be in a certain mood for it to work. For me, I would probably like listening to this after like a night out, maybe like listening mm. to on the bus, just a mm. tiny bit like drunk. Bit. Tiny bit. A tiny bit. I've seen a, this band. <laughs> I never get a tiny bit drunk. It's, it's, but but you know. I get what you mean. Yeah. A little a little faded. You know. Yeah. No, but um, I got you. I got you. But I did like it, and I wanted to give it a seven point five two and eight. Yep. And I mean, I I feel like it makes sense because I chose these two albums and because yeah. I like them. Uh, yeah. So I mean that I'm giving a higher score. It makes sense, but. But I couldn't really decide, so I'm going to give it a 7.75 out of 10. Fair enough. So so it's, it's sort of like a, a, a soft 8. I'm giving it a soft 8, okay. basically. Yeah. When, uh, one thing that came to mind when you when you mentioned this, you were saying, okay, like, for whatever or gets me in a certain mood listening to the 1975, or I can find a track for whatever I want to feel. One thing that it made me think about, that there's an interesting discussion. We don't have to, like, jump into the whole thing right now, but could be could be just a, maybe an interesting article to write or, or something like that for the blog uh, or just discussion to have is how do, I want and maybe it's different for different people how you consume music do you put on music to feel a certain way or do you feel a certain way and want to hear something certain that songs that reflects on right feelings, yeah. uh, and so that's kind of the there's a there is like a maybe time and a place where you're in a certain mood and you want to hear a certain type of songs. Yeah. And then completely the other way where you maybe start listening to something and you find yourself in a completely different space than you were before. Absolutely. Which is interesting. I'm, to think I'm about. very easily influenced by music. I yeah. mean, uh, I usually put on music that fits the mood that I'm in. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are also times where I'm like, yeah, I really need a song to pick me up, like. Mm. and then I put on something sure. up-tempo. But usually if I'm feeling like a bit depressed or anxious, I prefer not listening to like happy music because it sort of like amplifies slap the Slap in the face. Yeah, exactly. Bit, it's like yeah. a slap in the face I and you, you. Get, you get more stressed out over the fact that someone can sing something and sound really happy and cheerful and you feel like... And you're, you're like... And you're like, yeah, everything's mm. shit. So that's something that I've been like... If I'm listening to like Chance the Rapper, that's yeah. that's not really something that I can put on when I'm, when I'm in a bad mood sure so that's more like happy yeah, yeah. music for me uh, chance rap that's like more f- when you just like it's something you put on when you just like uh, want zero problems big fella zero problems <laughs> big fella and Sorry. yeah that absolutely uh, uh, but also 
I feel like also music also for me correlates a lot to um, the season. Like, especially mm-hmm. here in Sweden, where it's... Yeah, we touched on this a little bit last episode. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's not all the same. I mean, it depends, we right? Talked about, we talked about this, the summer 8 and the, the winter 7. Exactly. Concept, yeah. And and that's it. Like, <clears throat> for example, Chance the Rapper. Like, mm-hmm. he's a summer 10, but in the winter, yeah. It's not what you're looking for. Almost, still almost a 10, basically, but... <laughs> but but it's not... Soft 10. It's usually not what I, what I would, like... Yeah listen to because it doesn't fit with the whole darkness and the dreary mm, mm. snowfall but have you listened to his new tracks that he released just oh, no like, no i haven't they're good when when was this um i think they were released like a, a week ago like this friday oh cool or yeah no, i have to is it a is it sorry guys inquiry here is this is it an actual project or is it no it's just it, two he released two two singles okay uh I from think that, something upcoming hopefully possibly probably but yeah I, don't know, but I mean, he released okay. a couple of songs this last summer. Do you mm. remember those? Like, I think like so. Four, yeah, four tracks yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember. Um, and this, I'll have to listen to the new ones then. Yeah, no, one of the songs were, or both of them were actually really good. One was was with uh, Joey Park. Uh-huh. Uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. It's good. Nice. So I can recommend them. Okay, mm? should we move on to the uh, indie? Yeah. Uh, so release? we had. Um, I think I found. Oh, I'm trying to remember these guys via Reddit originally, and then f- moved on to their SoundCloud. But we're talking today about a uh, collective called Black Lion, um, and I pulled up their. I've been reading this as well already, but I wanted to pull this up so we could we could talk a little more about their bio. Okay. Yeah. So on on SoundCloud, they were they know being a group of friends before becoming a collective, um, and that they are. To um, Rich Lindo and J.R. Henry Lindo are two brothers that yeah. uh, have kind of head like spearheaded this uh, this group, um, and they the two brothers have been collaborating since 2012. Okay. And but the their first projects uh, as Black Lion and with other members were in 2016. Yeah. So they've had a, a couple of years. Uh, since they earned off of that first project, uh, Canadian Music Week Showcase. So, that's cool. I don't know exactly what that entails, but good on them. Um, anyways, and then this project right now is uh, a seventh song. They're calling it a debut EP. So, I don't know exactly what the first projects were. I don't know. In terms terms are loose these I days. Think it was mi- I think their first mixed release were mixtapes. Yeah. yeah. That, makes, that makes sense to me. Um, and it's called Free Association. And... Uh, was it seven tracks, eight tracks? I think it, they had like a deluxe yeah, version Yeah, I think this that, one's eight tracks. And that, it had eight tracks, the deluxe, deluxe version. Exactly. Um, and so they are, um, not even primarily, I would say that this just is a, a hip-hop group. Uh, this is a rap group. Um, they have several different vocalists doing both um, their, their verses and then uh, hooks as well. There are a lot of, which was something that was a little bit confusing for me, man, I need to do more research or, or talk to them. Uh, there were a, almost every track notes a feature. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't sure exactly how in-rooted each of those features was or wasn't with the group itself and how much of them were one-off no, that, vocalists. I mean, and, and without knowing who's doing which parts, you know, it's a little yeah. hard to evaluate things, but... Yeah, that's, that's what happens when when a group calls themselves a collective. You don't really mm. know like what when they write like featuring 
something? Is that is that not... a frequent collaborator that's yeah, part is, of the is, collective? Is that or... someone from the collective, right. or is it just a one-off collaboration mm-hmm. with someone? And they all and do they have other collaborators on that track, but they're not featured because they are in the collective? And right, yeah. So, so those are the things that I actually were curious about. So, tell me, please, what you found out about that? If you did, I did. I didn't find. The, the the short answer is I didn't really find find out much about that. Fair enough. I like looked into it, but also this is, um, which is you know part of being the, you know, smaller indie release on the project, uh, the information outside of a SoundCloud bio Facebook page yeah. is a little bit more, uh, more scarce. But uh, yeah, I just thought if you maybe like email them or ask them. Or I only only talk with them over a. Um, a couple of uh, SoundCloud messages before yeah. before deciding to do this, but the reason I chose this this project um, is that I I one of the things I want to preface this with because I was very positive on this project, and one of the things that I want to preface this with is that I, especially since starting to run, uh, you know, I have like a music community discord with a lot of people that are releasing projects now which that is which has been has been awesome we have like i don't know like 150 people in there now like it's 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 growing and we have quite a few who are active and i get projects from members i get projects from the subreddits i'm on i get people coming into twitch stream and like hey can you listen to this i just put out an ep blah blah blah, sharing tracks right so i hear a lot of things in this genre and at this level in the genre, whereas people putting out their first official projects and they're, you know, starting, they've dabbled for a couple of years and now they're taking it more seriously and here's what I have to offer, etc. Yeah. Um, and when I kind of was looking through some, some, some posts about these, you know, people releasing their different projects, it did, the reason I reached out to them, if we could use it in the review, um, is that... Uh, I was I was impressed with a lot of things about this project for where it was. Yeah, I listened to quite a few things from from different collectives. It is kind of like a, you know, Brockhampton got popular, so let's do a rap boy band oh, thing yeah. as well. Yeah. And this they don't always come. It's not only are the skill levels a big problem in groups like this. Normally, is that you have a large disparity in skill level. Oh yeah, there's gonna be like a few good rappers and a few friends that joined in just for and for fun and, and people tell them they're good or think they are, but really they kind of drag things down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and that and that's like that's fairly fairly common. I was pleasantly surprised to not really hear that on this project in that there were maybe I remember you know a couple years or a couple years a couple lines hitting my ears of like oh maybe like maybe a, a, a like punchline was a little bit corny or something like that yeah but it was a rare thing and one of the main things that I appreciated about this was not hearing uh, like whole verses or really even multiple bars in a verse from someone who it was clear they like were quite bad as far as just timing and rapping off beat yeah. and stuff like that. I understand it. Like, I don't know. I'm a scrawny white boy rapping and doing my thing. And so I get that everyone in 
2018 and got for a few years now has like been a rapper and like yeah. and thinks that like just because they can you know, write a few things like that's what they are and sure that's what they are but it doesn't mean you're a good rapper it's like you know it's uh, an entrepreneurship you know, it, it's like the you can put CEO in your bio, but if it's a shitty company that's made no money, that's that doesn't really mean much. No, no. Um, and so I was pleasantly surprised to not hear that like disparity on this project, which was which was quite nice. Exactly. There was like there was no lines that just hit the like ear wrong. It was it there's was, no was, lines where you just like kick this guy out before he ruins no, you, and that happens. No, sometimes. It, it sounded very like professional. It didn't. Yes. It didn't sound like amateurish, nope. and it, it doesn't no. sound like soundcloud rappers i mean mm. it, it it has a very like timeless sort of sound that i that i enjoyed um i thought it was interesting that how much they pulled from like like the last 20 years of hip-hop basically yeah. in the in the sound the production was um the production was really clean without having to be modern in a way Exactly. If, if you know what I mean like yeah i mean they had some songs with like trappy hi-hats yes yeah 100%. And, cymbals, and i mean and it worked. It it yeah. sounded it sounded good, but I really liked how they were like they had some sort of like um, a few songs that almost sounded like '90s inspired. There were like, there were a lot bap, of yeah, exactly there there were a lot of like boom bap elements coming into play with modern production, which was cool and, to and, see. Yeah, and and also some sort of like um, from the early like 2000s, you know, mm. like like conscious yeah, hip hop, yeah, sort yeah. of like that vibe. I got like vibes from from that's what I mean like the last twenty years we had some mm-hmm. trap from today and yeah. some of the like conscious hip hops or like mid two thousands yeah so like mm-hmm. Jedi mind tricks yeah. ish maybe not not exactly Jedi mind tricks but, but I but, yeah I get I get what you yeah. yeah and also the like nineties style mm-hmm. boom bap sounds and I I enjoyed that they were able to make it sound cohesive and sound like like their sound it was it yeah. was their sound and. I think that says a lot, and, and I mean, I think it's probably because they do the production as well mm. as the the actual yeah. songwriting themselves. I think that's one of the hardest things in um, like uh, music collectives as well is, um, and why you only have kind of the rare standouts when we talk about like Brockhampton getting popular and stuff that that rise to any kind of popularity, odd future, etc. Yeah. Because Cohesiveness is absolutely an issue, especially when you have a bunch of people trying to collaborate sometimes just over the internet and different things yeah. like and and mesh together different styles and do you have people who want to be apart consistently so you can have producers who mesh with each other so you can have vocalists that write hooks of equal caliber so you don't have one track that's extremely weak on a refrain and then another one's very catchy and yeah. um so yeah, that was that was cool to to see. I actually speaking of hooks, what I wanted to one thing I wanted to note about this project, that was one of my uh, kind of a standout part for me yeah. uh, was the was the hooks on this, and also coming from an even deeper appreciation of it because when when I started making music, it's really hard to write good choruses. Yeah. Um you a lot of times you have you have to hit this balance between something that ties in correctly with the theme of the song and that it also is catchy in a melodic way. 
And yeah. it can be easy to go too far one way or the other where you're so focused on the hook that it almost doesn't... You, know, you could have these like conscious, really nice or intricate verses and the hook is almost kind of overly simplistic in what it's saying or something like that. Yeah. And I think that... Um, I th- or you can go go the other way where you're trying so hard to continue telling a story in a in a hook that you don't write something that's that interesting to listen to or that people want to hear again. And I thought they did a really good job of of uh, like hitting hitting in between that with a lot of these. One thing I would say is I actually preferred, for example, I don't know who like we talked about who exactly is permanent member or in it and stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a track, I'm trying to remember the name right now because I didn't note it down, but with the female vocalist later on in the project, one of the last songs. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't like... I, I liked when... I shouldn't make an, an assumption basically based on gender, whether she's a part of it or, or not, but it felt... Because of it was a little bit more disjointed where it felt like someone was brought in to sing a hook. Yeah. And I actually liked it better when some repeat vocalists were doing hooks on the earlier tracks and it seemed yeah. like we talked about more of that kind of cohesive effort. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the, like, one of my favorite tracks were, um, you know, basically, like, um, three tracks in a row. Yeah. Never in my whole life. Yeah. Featuring Janelle Cherise, maybe. I don't know if you okay. say, I don't know if you say Janelle. I don't know if yeah. you say Cherise, but I'm, I'm going to go with Janelle Cherise. Okay. Uh, and then Write Somebody. And yeah, write, write Somebody was... That was a that was a top track for me. That yeah. hook is a, that hook is awesome. Yeah, that's th- great. It was a really good track, and also "So Tired" part two, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Gary B. Uh, those were my three favorite Gary tracks. B. Gary B. Uh, basically, my three favorite tracks from, mm-hmm. uh, and two of them had features, and I just thought they were. It sounded very like very good, and it sounded intentional. It wasn't off putting, like sort of like the 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 guy that we reviewed in the first episode that had the the female the second vocals. wave album yeah exactly. yeah i remember yeah yeah because yeah. mm. uh, yep. that was a feature that d- did not work yeah it but, didn't really but, hit on that one but these all sounded like they were like mm. picked out and right. chosen and it was it was it was really good I, it's I was, one thing to note as well which maybe this is it's probably helped a lot when you're in in a collective you're gonna have a bigger network naturally but it is hard to you know, I've I've run into this before, where you're kind of like, who do I know that can can do this or sing it? And it, you can you can hit a, a problem where you kind of are in this middle ground between. Let's say you you really hear a female vocalist on a track. Yeah. Is it one of the one or two or three people you know, and so that's why you get them, or do you yeah. find the right voice that you're like, this is the perfect person for exactly. this track. And it mm-hmm. sounds like they've chosen someone that Intentionally, works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. One thing that confuses me, though, is looking at their like their album and the second to last song called mm-hmm. Survive. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. that The last song, Crazy, uh, it says Duke's featuring Black Lion. So is that not uh, I an think, original track? Or? I think... I, well, I think it's an original track, but maybe under another artist. My guess is because the original one was seven tracks, right? Yeah. And the deluxe edition was eight. So my guess was maybe this was, without knowing, maybe this was kind of like something they worked on with another artist and asked oh, okay. if they could include it in the release of the oh, deluxe yeah. Yeah, edition. Yeah, because it says produced by Jay David, so I guess that's mm. someone else. So 
So maybe it's this Duke's guy. His, his song. For this, yeah, right. it's his song, but Black Lion featured on it. Okay. That could be. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of what my thought was. Yeah, that makes sense. I heard it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just saw it just now, and I was like, hmm. But then I get it. Yeah. I went, I went and added the Write Somebody to my Spotify library. I really like I really liked that song. That was... It's one of those tracks as well when you, which is kind of rare when you are listening to, uh, like indie. I mean, there's lots of talented people, but you're listening to very, you know, independent projects and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was one of those ones where you were like, uh, you're like, yeah, this this sounds like a song I could hear in whatever other playlist I would or a, you know yeah. radio playlist, and it would make sense um, as far as the polish, the the writing, and the catchiness and everything. Yeah. So. I thought that was I thought I thought that was I thought that was really good. I had that one on repeat a couple of times. But um there are other good good tracks on it as well. Um I remember the first two, the the project opens strong, which is a good a smart move. Yeah. Um yeah, I I was I was uh, really impressed with this. As far as something that you know, I really I've liked what we've reviewed so far, and on the last episode, on episode two, we had the Mary Hennessy, yeah. um, which was, you know, obviously someone very talented and stuff. I can I can say uh, with a, a fair bit of certainty that of the three uh, independent level, small time projects we've reviewed so far, this is the one that I'm most likely to actually listen to tracks again from and add mm-hmm. into my uh, library. I think. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if I would say that myself because I like mm. the Mary Hennessy yeah. album. It, it seems I like guess, it's yeah. it's more my type of vibe. exactly. I can see why. Yeah, yeah, you would say that. Yeah, but at the same time, I just feel like this is a new level of like professionalism in an amateur artist yes. or whatever, or yeah. like a like an indie artist. This is like what uh, you want to see from someone who says they're taking their career seriously at yeah. that point. And I mean, you can tell that they they are serious with their music, and I yeah. I don't see that they would have any issues with growing like no. expanding mm-hmm. the fan base and and becoming like a so go listen to black yeah. lion look them up because they have it's very interesting to cut i mean not not like putting anyone on blast but it's like you know soundcloud is is quite small their yeah. soundcloud their facebook page is quite big okay they have like three like three times as many uh, likes on their facebook page as me they got like 15 or 1600 or something like that okay uh but you know, but when you have more people in a group, you can invite more people to like them. And the yeah. Spotify doesn't—it doesn't have a lot of monthly listeners yet. But it, like, I think it deserves it. And I don't know. I'll I'll add one to the play count now. But, um, but I definitely go like recommend if you if you like finding new new hip hop, this is a good like a solid place to start and like find to listen to it to a new artist i don't think you would have many qualms with it absolutely if mm-hmm. you want to be like one of the first people to enjoy an artist that could or like a group a collective that could blow up then yeah start listening to them yeah now. uh your number yeah uh so it's it's tough with these indie releases like should we judge them like solely on the content or should mm-hmm. we judge them as right. indie releases so i would say that it's for me, it's like if if I'm just looking at it from my own perspective and what I like and what I would listen to and everything, I would mm-hmm. give it a solid seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. But as an indie project, it's mm-hmm. a strong eight, like yeah. a strong eight out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. So so I'm, I don't know. I, I I am impressed with the level of like what they've accomplished with with their sound and how 
and and I feel like they sh- deserve to blow up and mm-hmm. and be a lot more well known than they are today. So I'm I'm gonna go with the eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna go with the eight out of ten, and just want to hear more stuff from them. Basically, I, I, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they're up to next. Mm-hmm. So I think I get uh, part of the element of this too. Is I, like I said, just listening to so much of this type of music and people like at like the level, like I get like I get like overjoyed when you find something that's like you know like I like actually that you feel like has like some real potential. Not I'm gonna tell my friends it's decent potential, um, that kind of thing. But for this one, for me, like everything they've done, the only elements I could even like, which which is it's so hard to keep everything super engaging, and there's only. A, very small handful of groups that can do it so you know some you know like the only thing almost that i would change is a couple of verse vocalists maybe you add a little more intrigue to or or shake up a little more often one of the things if you listen to and we've talked about a couple of referencing brockhampton in this if you listen to groups like that um one of the things that you'll notice is it's actually quite rare for a vocalist to spit a 16-bar verse in a row on a track, yeah. even 12 and sometimes even 8. Sometimes people are just in for four bars and they're doing their thing and we're, we're moving on. Um, and that's not necessarily how you have to do it, but sometimes if if you have a verse, especially hard when this project is a little more conscious uh, on on some of the tracks, and there's definitely like something they w- like want to say on on a record, so you don't want to break people up too much, yeah. and then it comes down to how cohesive cohesive are you as a collective, and that you introduce new vocalists more often while still telling the same story, and that takes yeah. takes a lot of effort. Um, so sure, there's some maybe some verses that maybe could broke be broken up a little bit, but everything else, um, like I said, the writing in general. The um, the attentiveness to to choruses, the production value, the variety of production where you have these different elements that all sound clean and are, are interesting. They don't get one of the problems when people do boom bap a lot now is it can get boring. It can sound very much like YouTube boom bap type beat yeah. and it goes on the same for too long. And even if you enjoy the aesthetic in general, it's too much of the same or a little different and i thought they avoided that on this which was really cool um anyways long story short i'm i'm comfortable especially like indie level they're at giving this eight and a half was was where i went with i could even go to a light nine four a with a little bit of consideration toward the indie indie side of things and and knocking off a little because because the bottom line for me with this project was I could, I was going to say like knocking off a little less for a couple of the very small things I didn't like yeah. than maybe I would for another artist because the bottom line with this project as we've already said a couple of times is that it's um it's uh, it's absolutely on a it's a, it's a level apart from a lot of indie hip hop artists that yeah. you hear and that in and of itself gives it a lot of a lot of merit a little bit more clout than you would put on other Absolutely. things. So. I mean I wouldn't be surprised at all if someone had shown me this and said that yeah this is one of the biggest groups in this sound today. Right, right. Basically. You just because, didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean right now it's not the most popular sound the whole conscious right. uh, rap or mm-hmm. I mean but I mean 
it, there's definitely still a niche for it. There's still yeah. people. That I don't want to pigeonhole them that way. Like they have a lot of like, oh, like oh, I said, the absolutely. catchy elements too. But but I mean, they have that in there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna say that they're only doing that because right. it was a very mixtape or EP. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I didn't, didn't enjoy was the track that started out. I think it's one of my favorite tracks. I don't remember which one it is right now. But he started out with sort of like this almost like Jamaican style singing like reggae oh, dancehall I don't remember the name I know what you're talking and, about and, I know what you're talking about but it's just like the first couple of seconds of that right. song and then it just yeah it was a bit of a into, weird hit going yeah, into mm. exactly that, that was mm. one of the like few parts that I didn't yeah. enjoy but it, it's such a small part and it, huh. it didn't drag down the score for right. me it, just, it, it was just like one of those Okay, that was for yeah. That was like like okay. That tried was, something. It, it was an interesting choice, but it yeah. did not work out one hundred percent. But still, I, I think if they did the same thing but just a bit different, like yeah. it, it it could work. Uh, so I'm not saying stop doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. if if it works for you and if you continue working on it, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So, so in it. summary, Black Lion, uh, Free Association, hit me up for a guest first. For sure, but no, I really, I really enjoyed this, the this project. I think they did a good job. They did, they did. And uh, one thing I w- I want to ask the uh, the viewers, yeah, or the listeners, mm? um, listen up. Do you want us to choose albums that you think that we're gonna like, or should we just choose an album and see? Because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of the albums that we have reviewed have yeah. given, we have given them very generous scores. Like, right. the only I mean, album yeah. that we have, like... I don't know how much I want to recommend shit music. Or not recommend, no, but, like, no. spend time, like, telling no. them, like, by the way, this was a three. Like, I, I know. Dubstep but, fart sounds are I, not the I, new I, wave. I, I, <laughs> I mean, definitely, confirmed. like, I don't want this podcast to become... Uh. Uh, a way for us to criticize new artists, right, like right. so, definitely not with like the indie artists. But I'm talking because like, I've got sent a lot of things, and I, I'm obviously purposely don't pick the ones where I'm like, no, they're not. There. No, because yeah. I mean, just sitting here for half an hour and be like, you, you suck. Yeah, you, your your beats suck ass, and put down the Fisher Price micro toy microphone, and <laughs> yeah, you know, and you should start working at Walmart. It's probably you're probably better suited for that. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, th- that's that's not the way I want to do this right. podcast, but yeah. I'm talking more like when people, I mean, some rappers or some some musicians that people look up to are shit. We I mean, oh, yeah. there's there's no denying it. And I want to be like if if a release like that shows up right. and and you're like laughing at how bad it is, do you want to watch us review it and like just mm. completely just Obliterate it with a terrible score. Do you want to hear things? I want to do like, like that's, that's what like, I feel like is that's that's a good. Um, I don't know. We can we can decide if we want to do like some almost like a grab bag thing every once in a while or something. But also, I think a good space to do that is for the major releases as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Kind of like with the action ransom one, where we just took something that was fairly big and coming out recently, and it is what it is. Yeah. With within. With with a with a smaller artist, there's such an abundance of people and talented people posting their things and trying to get some ears on it that there's no reason not to like boost up someone that we actually think is is is, is good doing and, well and, yeah. and worthy of the right like the exposure absolutely worthy so, of some... all the exposure. We passed a hundred listens on that first episode. Let's Ooh! go! Damn, yeah. that's right. Hundred listeners. Five, five. That's more than five. That's, it's so much more than five. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I'd have to get a graphing calculator to like confirm the, the ratio, but it's, yeah. it's more than five. But last time I checked, under was a bit more than five. Greater than five. Yeah. Anything? Anything else before um, we before we close out? Yes, on? we should talk about this. this. About what? Oh, the wine. The wine. Yeah, sorry, we didn't introduce. What, what's the what's the wine we got? Sebastian's. So here's the here's the thing, right? I know I got I got I got some some social media savvy. I got some marketing background. I got I know what I want to do for the podcast. But this man right here, a maverick in discovering music, you can tell from when we like talk about a lot of you know he can reference a lot of other artists, and I knew you would be good at that. But then he comes in with this this extra bonus. Of bringing along a bottle of wine each week. Yes. And that really sealed the deal for me as far as what I'm looking for in a co-host. So what have we got? So today we've got a South African red wine. Um, okay, show them the label here. Yeah, it's called Scattered Earth. Um, and I've had a glass of it and I can tell it's definitely wine. Mm-hmm. Take that from someone who knows his wine. This is a red? This is a red wine. Not, not sure if I should go with any other type of wine so far we only had red wine so i've been uh, i've been trying to stick with that but do you feel like we should oh uh, we should we should do some we should do some whites at some point or maybe some um rice wine some japanese style some sake and absolutely some... goddamn not no i'm just kidding what <laughs> i'm just joking no but anyway it's it's uh... bush this is interesting though bush vine can salt sin salt uh, i don't know that like like what like i've what that grape is, I mean, bush vines and salt. No, I I actually looked at a lot of labels from the yeah. South African. South wines. African wines are very like you have a lot of like Syrah and stuff, and yeah, which but, I do but enjoy, they but... also had a lot of what seems to be like hybrid like mm-hmm. uh, grapes, like from because I don't even recognize the actual names of the because like you said, bush vines since since salt. I don't know some French bullshit. We got on the live stream. Uh, try a Cabernet. I'm gonna guess that's a Sauv, a Cab Sauv. Uh, yeah, okay, he corrected his okay. spelling now. Yeah, Cab Sauv mixed with San Govis and Merlot. I don't know what Govis is, Govay, but anyways, I I don't know that one. I I, I know Wait. some of these words. But so, so should we? So is it a a wine that's supposed to have all like a combination I'm guessing of it, all the three? A pre-mid grapes? blend. I'm guessing uh, we don't pour two bottles together. No, because I feel like that could end up really. <laughs> Gross. But I had to say this was actually good though. Yeah, I, I like I, this one. I did not enjoy the wine that we had last mm. podcast, which I which is one of my favorites. Yeah, the Apothic Red, I, I which California wine. Oh, exactly. Mm. I, I did not like that, but I know for a fact that I, I love South Af- South African red wines. Yeah, and I really like uh, white wine from New Zealand and Australia. Mm. I think, I, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna pour me some more. It's all about that Southern Hemisphere, bitches. Do you want a refill? Ah, uh, yes, we. Uh, fill me up, good sir. Fill me up, good sir. Top me off, good sir. <laughs> Do you know top like getting topped off now? It's like a blowjob thing. Oh, sloppy toppy. Not well, it was sloppy toppy, of course, <laughs> but but like getting getting topped off, you know, which which is so you know it's tough because it's like a normal phrase if you're like yeah, top me off like yeah. with a glass of wine, and now it's like asking. For head, and it's, it's 2018 oh, it's, oh. is a, it's a 2019 as well. It's gonna be tough it's, to it's, navigate. It's a tough year, but imagine when we're like old men and oh, we're gonna yeah. try and navigate the like sitting in a restaurant. <sighs> Sir, can you top me off? And he's like, Yeah, meet me in the back. Or, yeah. Or 
I can't, like, but we literally hire people for that. That's a service we offer in every restaurant now. What era are you from? That's what they're going to say. Yeah. And then we're going to say, yeet. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is yeet? And then, yeah, we'll, we'll use and, our little phrases. And they're like, oh, you're adorable. You're an adorable old man. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I, I, I'm not looking no, they're for not. They're gonna be like, you're going to be like, you're a creep. Look at, look at me. I'm like five foot six. I forget in centimeters. But they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, excuse me, you cute little goblin. Could you leave the establishment, please? Could you, could you hobble on back to Gringotts? But, but well, what is preferable? Like when you, when you're growing old. Like, I don't know. Like do you, do you want a little old man is an okay thing? Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, do you want people to like look down on you and be like, oh, let me help you here, oh, you poor fellow, or whatever? Like when, when you're like a. I mean, I, I think I'd rather be like a decrepit old creep and, and be like, I'm still like in control of my mental faculties right. and, and being just a bit like... Have you seen the Nick Swartzen stand-up where he's, he's talking about basically the best of both worlds, like still being in control, but you pretend you're not because people forgive you for things? No. He's talking about like, he's like, oh, you can do everything, like you can do anything you want when you're old. He's like, you can... He's, he's like, you can just, like, shit in a box and give it to your grandson. And when he opens it, you can just be like, I thought it was a choo-choo. And then, like, just laugh about it to yourself later on. Uh, something like, I forget the exact line, yeah. but something like that. So maybe maybe you outwardly, outwardly appear to, oh, it's so sad. He's losing it, but. Yeah. Nah. yeah that, Anyways, that, that maybe we should wrap one. up this discussion. I, th- I think we should. It's not, it's not relevant to any of the topics ah. that we had tonight, but I think it's. The a sloppy topics. Um, anyways, thank you everyone for joining in here. Uh, this has been the How to Art Podcast. Uh, if you're not yet at How to Art Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, YouTube, you can find us on How to Art Podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us around there. We will have, as I mentioned, uh, a brief break over the holidays, but it won't be an uncharacteristically large gap because this episode won't come out um till probably 20 something of december and then um and then we'll be back maybe the second week or so of of january uh second or third with another episode uh episode four if you have music at uh sorry at how do i it's uh how do art podcast at gmail.com or any of the other social you guys can contact us and um send music you're you're releasing we already have a couple people that have sent things in but we're always always looking for more so if you've got something you want highlighted send it our way uh, preferably a, a project we want we want some some meat to yeah, talk exactly. about so, you know so, not just a single or something exactly yeah um for me i just want to say um depending on when you're viewing this uh, good morning good day uh good evening good night and happy holidays happy holidays indeed peace we'll catch you next time yep later peace I'm gonna say this.